These people don't give shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving them the business. The business. All the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He got it. Goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Good morning, Davis. Rudy, good morning to you. We are College Football Extravaganza, bringing you week four picks. And Joey's not with us. He's probably hunched over a toilet somewhere, puking from shenanigans from the night before. So, he, Or he's, just, he's, he's embarrassed by the thought of doing this as a Florida State fan. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he didn't want to get reamed for that, that poor performance last week. And you know what? We didn't even see that coming. I, I wanted I wanted to say like we were jokingly saying they might you know drop one to Louisiana Monroe, and it was kind of serious on my part, but I didn't think it would be like that, you know. Yeah, I, I so I, I wasn't surprised at all. Like we saw a lot of what we saw against Boise State, where they got off to a fast start offensively during the first half, but during the second half the team came back. But in this case. Uh, really, Louisiana Monroe was a missed extra point away from extending this to double overtime, which who knows would have happened. Really, yeah. the big thing that I saw is just defensively, they were garbage. And in the second half, their offense couldn't compete. Very, yeah, you're exactly right, Davis. The whole I, game defensively. I, I didn't well, – I turned the game off. Um, Florida State blew a lead, and I, I thought they had it in the bag, um, you know, early on, much like the Boise City game. You're right. Uh what really surprised me is whenever I turn it back on, they're in overtime, and I'm trying to watch this Texas LSU game, and then I got the Florida State, um, Louisiana Monroe game going into overtime. I'm not sure what to do with myself there, and I, I don't know where Florida State goes from here. The, today, uh, we're gonna find out if the university is gonna stick with Willie Taggart or not, because Virginia is about to just spread those cheeks wide open, man. I don't know how else to put it. I don't see Florida State even coming close to winning this ball game today. Uh, I'm actually, I'm looking up. I'm looking up the spread right now because I don't. Yeah, don't. Spread for this I, game. I have no um, idea. I mean, I know Virginia. I think Virginia's ranked. If I if I if I remember, Virginia is a good football team that yeah. is going to be competitive in the ACC this year. And we've been saying that all along. I I I would bet the spread is probably at least fourteen. Maybe even so. It's it's seven and a half. It's seven and a half. I'm taking that. I think Virginia Tech doesn't play down, or not Virginia Tech. I think Virginia doesn't play down. I think they stick to their guns. They play their ball, and maybe if, Florida State's offense can get going early. That's their only if, hope. If Florida State can win this ball game, first off, yeah, it buys Taggart another day, but also. I think if they maybe win the ball game, maybe they maybe turn the season around. It'll it'll shift their season in the right way. Mm-hmm. I think I think if they win this ball game, it can shift their season in the right way because Virginia is going to be a tough matchup for them. But I what think, percentage are you going to put on that? Like that like, that they could win. I will give them a. I will give them or that they a will win. Twenty five percent chance to win. Twenty five percent chance to win. Like I, I'm not going to be like super optimistic for them because they're just not looking good. They have, they have, they have, right now they have shown that they are just not conditioned to play four quarters at the moment, let alone do overtime against UL Monroe, which, again, the, the UL Monroe lost that one. They didn't get beat. They simply lost it because they missed an extra point. Right. And that's, that's, that's uncalled for. So that's how Florida State got away with the victory. And let me get your take on this. And I, I, think, that, I think that everyone's feeling the same way. Um, but at the end of the game in the – in the post-game press conference, Willie Taggart uh, claims that the, the defense saved them. Uh, you know, the, I don't think they did. I think the defense, you know, blew a lead and allowed the game to go into overtime. And then Louisiana Monroe scored quite easily in overtime. And like you said, the only reason they lost was because of that missed extra point. No, their defense did not keep them in the game. What is he talking about? Yeah, their, offense, yeah. their, their offense did lay down, but there were there were good parts. Like Cam Akers had a really nice run, or it was really it was like an out. It was just a, a little dump pass to him that he managed to take to the house. But 
no, their offense, if anything, even though they were poor in the second half, they are the ones that kept them in the game, and their defense did really didn't do shit. That's that's my point too. I I just don't I just don't see how Willie can sit there and say, hey, our defense bailed us out on this one. Yeah, like if I'm a if I'm a teammate on there, like if I'm a member of the offense and I hear Taggart say that, I'm just like bullshit. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, we weren't that good today, but. We kept this in it. Maybe that's just trying to keep a positive attitude. You gotta, you gotta be positive. And then behind the scenes in the locker room, he's telling these guys, "Hey, you gotta stop Louisiana Monroe from scoring in overtime. You, you gotta stop them from scoring to get in overtime. We gotta lead. You gotta protect it." And I don't know. Um, like I said, I turned the game off. I thought Florida State had it, and so when I turned it back on, I was surprised. So I gotta go back and rewatch it and see what exactly they they did on defense to, you know have Louisiana Monroe come back. Um, but I know Joey is probably not comfortable with putting his money on Florida State for the Virginia game. I definitely know a lot of my Florida State friends are, are not putting their money. I, I know a couple of Florida State friends that are putting their money on Virginia, actually, this week. So. I, I want to give Florida State a little bit more credit this week. I really want to. But if I had to choose, especially with the line at 7.5, I would go Virginia. I would go Virginia, although a part of me wants to give Florida State a little more credit, but I just don't think I can trust them today. I think we'll see this week. Yeah, you can't trust them as of yet, and then we'll see today um, if you can start trusting them a little bit more now. And a lot of the big uh, comparison in a lot of the college football talk shows this week has been comparing um, the two dumpster fires of college football right now, Tennessee and Florida State, and you know which one do you think is worse? And well, Tennessee, Tennessee's getting a break today, I guess. They're back at home. Three weeks in a row, they're playing home games. And they're facing off against Chattanooga. So right. they need to have a win going into Florida because they hit the road for Gainesville after this week. Um, and after this, we'll talk about the Florida game that you're going to be at. But uh, that, that, um, Tennessee needs a win desperately going into Florida. Otherwise, this season could be like a two-win season for them maybe. So uh, they, yep. need, they need to get this secured win today. It, it should be. But then again, it's like, dude, you, you lost to Georgia Southern. You were ugly against BYU, which BYU is a better team than, than Georgia Southern. But still, like, they just aren't a good football team. And something is going on in Tennessee. Something's going on there. Something's going on at Florida State. And I am not ready to compare the two right now because I think they play each other. They both play bad football. That's – that's just what you would see. You would see a bad football game. It might be entertaining, but you'd see turnovers. You'd see maybe a lot of offensive points on the board. Um, at this point, maybe I think Tennessee's a little farther along, though, if I had, if I had to. Say. You think Tennessee's more further along? I absolutely disagree. I think Florida State, if anything, over, over Tennessee, if you compare the two, I think Florida State has the edge just a little bit. I'm not sure. I think Tennessee played uh, BYU – in a close game last week. Um, so I, I see them getting better, whereas Florida State, they played a good – maybe not even a good Boise State team the first week, um, seeing how Boise State played against Marshall. And then they played Louisiana Monroe, and they couldn't stop them from scoring, and they ultimately should have lost that ball game. You would be talking about 0-2 and 0-2 right now. Can we talk for a second about Maryland and how for real they are right now? Oh, don't think for a second I wasn't going to let you go without talking about Maryland. Yes, Dude, we can, this team we can is get serious. off. We can get off this uh, sad, depressing um, Florida State Tennessee um, soap opera here and talk about how amazing Maryland's doing right now. Yeah, like I, who would have thought going into this year, like someone would say, "Dude, look out for Maryland. They're going to be they're going to be the team to watch, especially in the ACC where the competition's been weak." Uh, Right now, it's looking like Maryland could really compete against Clemson right now. Maryland is not in the ACC anymore. Oh, wait a minute. They are a Big Ten team. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, they yeah. were an ACC team for the longest time. But they're competitive there, too. And it, it, it's I, – I was keeping my eye on them at the beginning of the season, but not like this. You know, I didn't expect this to be the finished product. And I don't think it is the finished product. I, I think if Maryland keeps this up, they have plenty of ways to go. I mean, they have the dopest Under Armour uniforms in the game. Like, I know uniforms are a big thing for recruits, right? And maybe a lot of recruits don't like Under Armour. That's neither here nor there. But their uniforms are badass. 
And now they actually have a good football team. So I'm curious to see how it goes. I think they blow Temple out of the water today. Really? I mean, they scored over what fifty points ever get? Yeah, they, like, they scored I mean, seventy nine points the first game. Dude, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Temple's Temple should be an easy game. I mean, they're in Temple, and oddly enough, Temple can be a tough place to play at. Like, it really can. Like, it can oddly be a tough place to play at. You know what? I, I, I think, still think Maryland's going to win. Back. I take what I said back. It, looking uh, at the stats, it looks like Maryland. This is astronomical. 71 points per game, 636 and a half yards per game, um, total yards. And then you go over to the side of Temple, and Temple has 695 yards a game, and they have 56 points a game. So this might be a high-scoring affair, um, almost like the Syracuse game. Syracuse uh, looked like they were playing good offense um, when, when they were playing Maryland. They just kind of ran out of some gas, you know? Yeah, they, they just couldn't compete against that high-powered offense. So I, I, I like Maryland against Temple. Like, don't get me wrong, but I do think that it could be a closer game than what most people think just because Temple, oddly enough, is one of those tough places to play at. But then next week you look ahead at Penn State, and it's a home game for Maryland. That could be a good game. And I think that game right there, let's just assume Maryland is 3-0 going into Penn State. And they all have a bye week, too. They'll have a bye week to prepare for Penn State. Um, like imagine if Maryland beats Penn State and Penn State's also undefeated up to this point. Like, I think that is when I will start buying into Maryland and start taking them serious because I have a feeling Maryland is going to be one of those teams that's good, but then they'll lose a game that they weren't supposed to lose. Yeah, and yeah. It's going to be like Miami, right? Miami, except Miami used to be an established powerhouse. Uh, Miami was undefeated going into like a four-win pit towards the end of the year. And then mm-hmm. they oozed a pit. And I was so mad. I was disgusted. Not even a Miami fan, but I was disgusted. That was the year before Miami. last, right? Yeah, that was the year before last. Mark Rick's first year. And then they I lost the ACC. disgusted that they would do they that. lost the bowl game. Yeah, they had a bad three-game spell there at the end of the season. At the 20, like, dude, you, ha- you actually had the country buying into you, mm-hmm. finally, and then you lose to a four-win pit at you the look, end of the season. You look at Maryland's schedule, though, and if, if they do beat Penn State, I think the only big games you have to worry about Obviously, Michigan's a big game, but I'm not buying into Michigan anymore. Um, Ohio State is the biggest game on that schedule, and that's at Ohio State November 9th. And then you have November 30th, Michigan State. And Michigan State has a good defense. So you have a couple big games there. You have a couple losable games. But at some point, Maryland's got to say, look, we know we don't have a defense, but if we're scoring 79 points a game, the other team's going to make a mistake at least once or twice. You know, it, maybe maybe they're, that's their thing. They just want to score as many points and see if you can score more. And if, if so, then they're playing basketball. But it's, it's fine. And, and I like it. I like seeing Maryland back to, back to about what they used, they used to be really good um, in the early 2000s with, with Ralph. Um, what's, what's the old coach's name? The big guy. I don't remember. Ralph something. I, yeah, I don't know. But I think they could be good. If you're putting up – 60, 70 points a game, it's hard to beat you. And this is also exciting because, again, who saw this coming for Maryland? And I personally like the underdog. I mean, if Florida's not going to play well, if there can be an underdog for me to root for, then by all means. And Maryland's not UCF, right? Like, they're competing in a good conference. If they win in that conference, they're going to be up there in the standings, which means they have an opportunity to be a Final Four team. So, but then again, they are in the tougher side of the Big Ten. Like you mentioned before that, they have – you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, like they have these tougher teams in Penn State, like they have these tougher teams that they have to beat um, to where, you know, if this Maryland team can keep it up, like they can, they can be a top four team and could possibly see themselves in a playoff. Very, I don't want to get, they can get not, past them. Yeah, but I'm again, like I say that as if they can play consistently the way they are right now. It is still so early in the year Very that they can still lose a couple of games. So I, I just like what I'm seeing in a Maryland right now. Their offense is really clicking. Let's we'll see if they can keep it up. I like the way you think. And Josh Jackson, the quarterback for Maryland, is having an outstanding year so far. He's only thrown one pick and seven touchdowns. Um, already thrown for 541 yards. I, and the funny thing about it is he's from Ann Arbor, Michigan. He and, is, yeah. And Michigan is having, uh, you know, 
quarterback issues per se. I don't want to say Shea Patterson is done for the year, and I don't think he is, but uh, the past couple games, he has not been the Shea Patterson we know and love. So Shea Patterson got hurt against Army, which, by the way, we were – I remember we were talking about Army and Michigan and how I would take Army based on the points that they were giving me. I listened to the podcast, and you said – you said I, I believe you took Army on the points. I took Army on the points, and I would have I won that one. And I, I, I think I agreed with you on that one. Um, Joey had Michigan winning by 28, however – and I hope you rewatch this because you were wrong on a lot of things last week, Joey. I don't think he's here. I don't think he wants to show his face. Yeah, I, I was wrong he, on a few things. I was wrong on a few things. I think he thinks he needs to sit out this week. Yeah, he needs, he needs to reevaluate. reevaluate college football right now. He needs now. to like take a bye week and just watch the games and then get his confidence built back up and then go back into it. Don't watch the Florida State game this week, Joey. Yeah, the Florida State don't, game may not be the one for you. that to yourself? That's like, that's just like watching a guy just ram your girlfriend in the butt. I don't understand. Oh my like, god! Yeah, it's bad. That's how bad Florida State is. And that was directed right at Joey. <laughs> For any of you guys listening, uh, that was harsh, but he's got to hear it. It had to be said. It had to be said. It's it's called reality. Yep. And we had to add some excitement to this week's. Uh, this week's picks because there's not there's not that many games that just pop out at you on the schedule. Although last night, if you're watching college football on a Friday, you got treated to three good games. Three. Yeah, you games. actually did. Uh, I North Carolina almost had a fourth quarter comeback against Wake Forest, which I I turned the TV on or I walked into a bar and I saw Wake Forest is up twenty one to nothing, and I'm like, okay. What the hell is going on in college football right now? So this this game had a weird ending because very very. So I, I'm at, I'm at, I'm out in downtown Pensacola eating dinner with some people, and I go inside to use the restroom, and I notice that Wake Forest is winning twenty one nothing. All right, no big deal. So I go back in later, about an hour later, and all of a sudden it's twenty four eighteen with two minutes to go, and then I go back in there to check on the game, and all of a sudden I see them like doing a replay, of. Uh, whether this guy stepped out of bounds, um, and there, there was even, it was even showing like clock has, like they're doing replay, he steps out of bounds with one second to go, but they don't review it, and game's over. Like North Carolina steps out of bounds with a second to go, they're on like the fifty yard line, so this, this had to have been a hail mary at the very least. Right. But they end up calling the game. Very Yeah, very controversial ending there, and I didn't like the ending. Um, I do think he stepped out of bounds with one second left, but you're at Wake Forest, and they probably have some Wake Forest guy running the game clock. You don't take that chance. I don't see why you run that play in that situation. You throw the ball, you, you clock it, you do something to make sure you have an opportunity to score and you know, win the football game. You don't run the ball. Yeah, Mac Brown, I guess, was not making the right play call on that one, man. Mac Brown, what are you doing? I don't – yeah, very questionable call. And, you know, maybe he thought you, you know, you know, for Wake Forest you expect the unexpected, but for, for Mac Brown, you know, you call the unexpected and they, you know, probably weren't expecting a run there. Um, but – Again, you know, you it's a double-edged sword. You know, you do it, and it works. You look like a genius, and then you don't, and then you look like a you look like a retard. But what about less smiles? At uh, yeah, that also a great game. And honestly, I would have picked Boston College if this game was today. And I looked at it on the schedule, and like it's at Boston College. Kansas just dropped one to Coastal Carolina. I'm going with Boston College. They're two and zero. You know, I. I don't know if Boston College was sleeping. Kansas looked different. Kansas looked like a good football team in this game. They were throwing the ball. Um, wide receiver, they had caught two touchdowns. Their quarterback threw two touchdowns there to them. So, I, I'm dumbfounded right now, Les Miles in Kansas. I don't know where that came from. Uh, I mean, it came, it was their, this was their first win in, like, plus 48 games. First road win – against a power five team in 48 games 
Like, they had lost 48 games in a row against Power 5 teams on the road, and they finally get that win. Yeah, Carter Stanley um, put up 200 and – oh, sorry. 238. 238, and yeah. then his wide receiver parchment caught the two touchdown passes for 100 yards. And, you know, you put up numbers like that with just two people and you got a good running game, you can win ball games. You know, I'll always have a tough time believing in Steve Adazio anyways. So when Steve Adazio is the head coach of the Boston College Eagles and they get routed by Kansas – like I am okay with that. I'm very okay with that. You know, I'm you know, very I'm okay on with Steve Adazio not doing well. You know how I feel about Steve Adazio as well. I, I, um, I'm on the same boat as you on that one. Yeah. I, do you think Kansas continues this? Uh, you know, they, they, they say it's a clean slate. We're, we're going on to West Virginia. We're gonna beat them. You know, what do, you, what do you think happens from here? Well, uh, they're going back home to take on West Virginia, and frankly, that can be oh, yeah, Kansas's game. That can be. I mean, West Virginia is not looking too good to start yep. the year. They're not looking good at all. They then take on TCU, and I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what TCU is doing. But then they hit a stretch where they're playing Oklahoma and then Texas. So mm-hmm. um, I, I see those being easy losses. But you're, if you're a Kansas fan. If you're a Kansas fan, you should look forward to a bowl game this year. Yeah, be realistic here. If you're a Kansas fan, um, I think they'd be happy with a win against Kansas State. And you never know what you can do against Texas Tech and Iowa State and Baylor. You know, these yeah, are games TCU. that these are games that should be competable games for you. Right. I, but the way they played against Boston College, if they play like that, they have a chance. Amen. And let's see. Go ahead. Like, yeah, and you know how like Les Miles has an ESPN series, like following him around. I think it's on ESPN Plus, uh, Miles to Go or something like that. I don't know. Some, it's called something. How about but, the? Uh, how about Les Miles stepping in the time machine with that brown hair, boy? Look at that. Oh yeah. Oh man. Weird. I mean, I'm used to him wearing a hat. So like, yeah. I never look at his hair, I guess. But same. But you can tell. It's like you can tell. It's like he went. Went a little gray. He's like, got to take care of that. He looks. Look at, look at this guy. He looks like a baby. This he guy looks, over here. He looks like he's uh, maybe 30. It's crazy. Insane. I, I like it, Les Miles. Stay young, you know. Mm. I honestly yeah. think it's kind of weird sometimes when guys dye their hair. Like, I think I'd go full gray. I don't know, you know. All right, so Alabama. I want to shift over to Alabama real quick. Okay. First off, let me – Double, they're playing South Carolina, and I think they're in South Carolina, which I think that's going to be a complete routing. I think Alabama's going to beat South Carolina and make them wish they were never even stepping on the field. But how about this story that comes out? And I heard about this earlier in the week that students have apps on their phones where the school can track the students to see if they're still at the game. And if they're still in the game in the fourth quarter, they get rewarded like certain points they get in they get like incentives for sticking around longer so it it basically will it lets them know the school if the student left at halftime or even before halftime to go back to drinking mm-hmm. and so students that receive this is according to alex scarborough on espn students receive 100 tied loyalty points for attending a home football game and 250 points per game for staying all four quarters and then those points can then be used towards priority access to student football tickets this is at uh is at alabama the 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 system this is at alabama yeah so it, hmm. i wonder if it even tracks like you going to away games uh i wouldn't i don't know i wouldn't think so but but you would think they wouldn't have such a hard time getting people to stay for a game you're you've been one of the best teams in the nation for this past like pretty much the whole decade you're having a problem with people staying, you know, late in the game. I know, but they're bored because they're so complacent. It's like, yeah, we're the, best, we're the best team in the nation, and we won a bunch of national championships the last couple of years. Woo-hoo. I want to go drink more Jaeger. <laughs> like, let's, go, let's go get drunk. They're going to win this game. Because, yeah. and you know what? That does get boring. After a while, you get so used to winning, especially at home, that the games get kind of boring, especially if they're not close. Yeah, especially and if you're also, playing 
small teams, you know. And if it's really, really hot outside, as a, as a person, let's – okay. Outside of the games I have covered for UWF, like, as a student attending games, I have never stayed for a full UWF football game. Boiling hot in Pensacola. Like, it's really hot. You've already spent, like, $30 on beer. You're done spending $30 on beer. You're, you're, you're at this point, it's like it's halftime. You're tired. You've been up, you've been out there for like six hours drinking. Like you're ready to go. And go behind the game or go behind the stadium and, you know, relax in the tailgate area. If there's still people relaxing over there, just go home. Yeah. Like, it, the, games, right up the, street. the games were so hyped. Remember that first season, man, where you couldn't even get in this. It was so hard to even get in the stadium because there were so many students and so many people wanted to go see that game. And then the next season, the season we go to the national championship, uh, it's like nowhere near the same. I'm very much looking forward to um, going to the UWF Florida Tech game in October. And I think I'll bring that to you guys live. We're going to bring Division Two football rivalry game to you guys. Um, yeah, the Coastal Classic. And we're probably going to put some drunk goggles on the computer because – I'm going to be meeting up with old fraternity brothers, and it's probably going to be a shit show. And let's just be honest, you all want to see that. Who doesn't want to see a podcast about Division Two football? I mean, <laughs> I, think a, I think a Division Two podcast has to be drunk. Like, it has to be. You have to be because you have to be entertaining. You're, right. No matter what kind of program you are, like Valdosta State's the number one team in the nation – Unless you live in Valdosta, you don't really care about how Valdosta State's doing. So right. why should we? Why should I have to listen to a Division Two podcast? Well, because it's going to be entertaining as fuck. That's why. Yeah. If you're sober, I want to be drunk, and vice versa. So that's that's just how that goes. And I'm I'm talking to everyone listening to this. And if I'm drunk, you probably want to be drunk too. Let's just be honest, because this right, is just so not going to sound good. That, so that Florida Coastal, that Coastal Classic is going to be in late October, I think the 27th. So 27th. Good, good luck out there. I, it looks like I may not be able to make the trip, but yeah, I'll be uh, doing. You guys will have fun. I'll be doing hard work for the for the podcast, Davis. Don't you worry. Amen. All right. Amen. Um, All right, I'm going to take a timeout real quick and go blow my nose and pour more coffee real quick, and then we go blow your nose. Room. I'll talk. I'll talk to the people. Talk to so. the good people out there. I'll be back in two. All right. So um, it's looking like. Alabama's going to – oh, wow, he had really short shorts on. Okay. All right. Looking like Alabama's going to run away with this one. Um, Ryan Holinsky, I want to talk about him really quick. Um, this story coming out about why he's wearing the number three and about his brother committing suicide um, last year for, I, I believe, Washington State. Um, what is that? Davis, we gotta. What is going on? Oh, okay, that's mine. That's mine. Okay, sorry, I was hearing some some audio in my ear. So, Ryan Holinsky last week goes twenty four for thirty and two eighty two, and yes, it's against a, a a cupcake team, but at the same time, very impressive uh, start. Very impressive. You know, against Charleston Southern, they put up 72 points. I'm not saying they do that against Alabama, obviously, but it's a good story. And seeing him throw up that three was, was, uh, you know, it hits you in the heart. And you want to see a guy like that do well. And for a second start to be against Alabama, we'll see what happens. Um, I hope they put up some points. It's at South Carolina. The crowd's going to be rocking. Um, Alabama's got 25 and a half on the spread. I got a hard time saying Alabama doesn't cover. I have a hard time saying Alabama doesn't cover. But, no, I'm not going to say but. I, I've been going with my my heart a lot last week and the week before. I think I'm going to use my brain on this one. And I think Alabama runs away with it by 30. Davis, I'm conflicted here. I'm, I am just, I am just so conflicted. Um, 
because I want to see Ryan Holinsky do well for South Carolina and the story you heard about him. That's what I was talking about. And Alabama's got 25 and a half. And, and that sounds about right. I know it does. It does sound about right. And I want to say Alabama covers, but then I want to see this guy do well. And he had a good start against Charleston Southern, but it's Charleston Southern. It was Charleston Southern. And South Carolina got they, – man, they dropped, they dropped a loss against North Carolina that they should not have lost. Like, that was a game they needed because it's going to be a rough season for them. There's really no way to sugarcoat it unless South Carolina is miraculously, like, a different team and they're better than what we think they are. They have a very tough schedule. They're, they're playing good teams. They're not just – you know, they're not – it's really – Florida has a decent schedule compared to the Gamecocks. But you have Alabama, then you have Missouri, which, by the way, Missouri can be a decent team. We have, we'll, we'll see how, how serious Kentucky is after today. Then they have Georgia. Then they have Florida. Tennessee should be a win. Vandy should be a win. App State should be a win. Texas A&M and Clemson to finish your season. Very I mean, tough. Come on. Very tough schedule. I mean, Will Muschamp's job has just already been lost. I got to feel bad for him. Yeah, like like Joey said though, he uh, he said he thinks South Carolina coaches have a lifetime contract. I don't think they fire him this year, just because of the tough schedule. They lost a quarterback. They lost Debo Samuel to the NFL. A, a bunch of things. I think he still stays on no matter what their record is this year. I think Alabama covers. I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. It's 25 and a half. Hmm. I, I think I like Alabama in this one too. I like Alabama to cover that. It's at South Carolina. Um, the first the first quarter I think might be the closest this game will be, but outside of that, it's gonna it may be bad for the Gamecocks. The Cox. The Cox. Those Cox. Amanda. Those Cox. <laughs> she said it back to me. Those Cox. You know, um, her Cougs did quite well last night. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, Washington State Cougars against Houston. That was actually – so game. What, what I saw in that game, one, you know, another good Mike Leach team. Mike Leach team. It's th- they're 3-0 and to get the season started. And the Pac-12 is not the toughest conference in the world. So, what really, Washington State, they have an opportunity to, to play some successful football. They have UCLA next week, uh, which UCLA, they're 0-2, and they're taking on, they're taking on uh, Oklahoma today, by the way. So, uh, looking forward to that loss. Chalk Utah, that then they had Utah. So, Utah is actually going to be an interesting matchup because they have a very, very, very good quarterback. Um, in fact, as, as I mentioned, their quarterback, I'm trying, it's like Zach Moss, I think is what his name is. Right. Yeah, Zach Moss. Or he's a running back. Damn it. Zach Moss, he's from oh, Hialeah, by the way. Oh, Hialeah? Hialeah, down near Miami. That's where Zach Hialeah. Moss is from. And he ends up going to Utah. Tyler Huntley, that's who I was talking about. Tyler Huntley, who's also from Florida. D- Dania, Florida? No, nope. never heard Utah, of it. Utah is coming in and scooping up these Florida guys. Florida's a hot bed playing good. I know, especially the Miami area, like Hialeah. In fact, I'm going to look up where Dania is. Dania is probably near Miami as well. They probably just went down to the uh, state of Miami and did some recruiting. There you go. And that's that's something to be said about these Florida schools, Florida State, Florida, even Miami, FAU, all these schools that are dropping recruits to these these Pac-12 teams and uh, even – ACC teams, obviously, if you're five-star and you want to win a national championship, yeah, go ahead, go to Clemson. But these guys are ending up at Utah who are very talented and, uh, you know, other places. I, maybe they just didn't want to stay in, in Florida, but at the same time, you know, you got you to gotta wonder if, if uh, some of these four schools are dropping the ball in the recruitment. By the way, Dania is over by Fort Lauderdale. It's right next to Davy, which we have some fraternity brothers that are from Davy. My li- oh, yeah. my big my big Corey Rossiter lives in Davy. There you go. Uh, I think he's coming to the Florida Tech game. He might be on the on the podcast. I'm not sure. Dude, last time the hold on. Let's real quick. Let's back up to that Coastal Classic because what we did not mention was the last time we were there. That's true. We got so we got pretty messed up, especially me. So. Florida, West Florida won miraculously, like off a 50-plus yard field goal as time expired. It was 
crazy how they won just to just to get it all together. I was pretty much passed out though. Um, and then I like woke up, I saw the kick, and then I like po- I like drunkenly post on social media. And then I had to wake up at 6 a.m. the next day and had to pull over like seven or eight times to throw up on the side <laughs> of that. <laughs> That's bad. And the reason why I had to leave so early was because I had to get to a work thing back in Pensacola by 2.30. And I was, damned, I was damn determined to make it. And I pulled over seven times, eight times actually, if you count a 30-minute nap that I took in the 7-Eleven near, near Orlando. And so I get back on the road and I make it to the event at like 2.25. Wow. What timing. Wow. I was determined and damn it, I made it. That's the first time I've heard that story. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess I forgot to tell you guys that story. I had a rough oh, trip trying to get back home. Man. That's hectic. You, so Great hope, timing though. Hopefully that doesn't uh, happen to anybody that goes this year. Again, I'm sad. Most likely not going to make it. I, I try not to get that messed up anymore, anymore. We were the loudest ones in the stadium, though, and they knew it. Yeah, there was, we like, one. They, they had, like, no – they had, like, no tailgating presence. No, whatsoever. there was, like, one thing of students tail – like, one uh, – a couple trucks worth of students tailgating, and we were walking. We had a slap bag in hand, and we were doing the – the finger, the fingers over the head are the Argos thing, you know, saying go argue, exchanging harsh words with the rival team. But that they was were pussies, man. They just took it. They just took it. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of uh, West Florida people there, actually. Um, yeah. They had like they had like an alumni presence there. The president was there. We took pictures right. with them. Yeah. Took pictures of the trophy, which we had. We should have kept it. Should have kept it. We should have sewn it. But yeah. I got in the game for free. I never, I never bought a ticket. I'm looking forward to this game. Um, yeah, I'm going to do some research so I know what I'm talking about whenever I do the podcast, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, not going to leave this time. Yeah, what the hell? We, we left. left too early. We, I think we uh, left because people were staring at us at that point. They were very uncomfortable. And yeah, we were pretty I, I loud. They, I think they wanted us to leave because we were drunk and loud, and it wasn't we necessarily were... all of us. But it was a couple brothers who were being very, um, just talking just pure very vulgar, shit. very vulgar, very <laughs> vulgar with like families nearby. The paint a picture. It's yeah. There's families nearby. It's a D two college football game. It's not a sold out game. It's it's we were fired up though. Okay, we were fired up. Yeah, we were fired up. But there's people sparsed out, so the whole the whole side can pretty much hear you. It. Yeah, so I think we were kind of like shamed into leaving that one, but we enjoyed the rest of the game. Um, at yeah, at it was on ESPN, game. like ESPN three, right? Yep. Go Argos. Go Argos. All right. Um, let's come off the fence real quick. I don't want to keep this going too much longer today. Um, I do want to talk about USC and uh, BYU and how USC lost their starting quarterback and now. Kedon Slovis. What a pretty boy. What a guy. Comes out and throws 45 on Stanford to win the ballgame. It was a close game. Then Slovis comes in and he says, not today, trees, and cuts them down. I don't, I don't know what to think about this guy. I'm going to have to watch the game. It's an early game, so I guess I'm not going to be able to watch it. But – I'm interested to see how this guy does. You always like to hear a backup quarterback story. Yeah, and this guy was a pretty highly recruited guy uh, out of California, goes to USC. He's a backup. He's a true freshman, by the way. And in his first game, just absolutely balls it out. Like, good for him. Good game for him. It gives USC hope that they may still have a decent team. But also, it helps their coach out a lot, who is already on the chopping block after not making it to a bowl game last season. So going into this game, you know, JT Daniels was your quarterback, and now he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, here comes Keon Slovis, and he's playing very good football. So He went 34 for 41 for 434 yards, 82.9% completion. Rating. Dude, first off, like praise to them for putting that much faith in their true freshman, like to have him air out the ball that much. Yeah, I think the coach said – I think the coach – maybe saw a glimpse of something and he said, okay, um, 
if that works, then it works, and we're going to stick with it. And they did. And I mean, By all means, put on a show. So I got, I got Slovis beating the dog shit out of, out of BYU today. I'm just feeling it. I like – he's got a good name. I like his name. I like the story. I'm, I'm, I've got USC to beat BYU today. And I'm not I'm, saying it's going to be by a lot. I think BYU could win the game, but I think USC takes it. I'm going to look at the spread real quick. Well, BYU, so the game was kind of ugly. The game was pretty ugly against, uh, against, BYU, uh, against Tennessee last week, but ten, uh, BYU didn't manage to pull off that win. Um, going into this one, uh, it's at home for BYU, but I like the Trojans to come in there and win. It's, the spread is uh, SC by four. Um, you know, I think it'll be close, but I think SC could win by seven. I'd put some money on that. I'd say SC wins. I'd say, yeah, at least by a touchdown. I need to gamble more. I know. I think the second I start gambling is when I'm going to start losing because money's involved and that's never good. Right. Yep. And I I know Joey had some money on the uh, Houston game last night. I think he won. He had some money on the Cougars and then, well, no, I don't think he won. I think because Houston scored that last, uh, the last minute touchdown, it was like 34, 21. So I think they ended up, uh, he ended up being not in the money. Um, okay, so that's a good segue to talk about an, another Pac-12 team, Stanford, who lost to USC last week. They are facing a very, very tough UCF team at UCF. The bounce house is going to be bouncing, and I'm not in Orlando, but if I was, I would go to that game. I would be going to the game. So I have UCF winning. I'll go ahead and throw that one out there. But here's my concern is that UCF is going to win this game. And then they're going to be like, oh, we beat Stanford. Give us respect. I'm like, dude, not so fast. You didn't quite beat Stanford. You beat like a like not so great Stanford. You beat a watered down Stanford. You beat the name Stanford, but they're not the same team. In fact, UCF, according to ESPN, is like heavily favored to win this ballgame. And also they're nine and a half points uh they're nine and a half point favorite so yeah but uh, that's not UCS fault that Stanford isn't good this year you know when they I know I know but still like it's it's it is watered down though you beat them it's not it doesn't weigh the same to me uh the spread's nine and a half for UCF I I think UCF wins this by at least two touchdowns um so you would take UCF on this one I would take UCF on this one yeah you know who they're uh, so I guess it's not Brandon Wimpush um uh, Gabriel. And yeah, it's a Dylan Gabriel. So Brandon Wimbush, I guess, lost the job. Last last week, Gabriel put up some points, man. He five touchdowns, 372 yards, no interceptions. And then let me see if I can get his rushing his rushing stats here. Um, no, no. Oh wait, how the hell did Brandon Wimbush start at Notre Dame at one point? And look, Brandon Wimbush got to play last week too, so we might see a little bit of Brandon Wimbush also. Um, he had a, he had a rushing touchdown also, so this guy accounted for six touchdowns. Hell yeah, he might be the new Mackenzie Milton. He's he's also from Hawaii. There you go. Hot for quarterbacks, man. Marcus Mariota, Dylan Gabriel, Mackenzie Milton. Was Colt uh, not was Colt, Colt Brennan? Colt Brennan, yeah. He was Colt went Brennan to Hawaii, Hawaii, but I, I don't know. I don't think he's Hawaiian. No, I okay. think he's from like Colorado. Okay. Well, I'm so, gonna associate him with Hawaii. And Dylan Gabriel is also he's about the same size as Mackenzie Milton. You know, six feet tall. Uh, I think Mackenzie Milton's a little smaller than that. Okay. Um, a couple game. Well, let's talk about the Florida game, and then we can get off the fence quickly on a couple big games. Um, I'm going to the Florida-Kentucky game. Got tickets last minute. Got to found a good deal. And I think Florida has this one in the bag. I'm obviously biased. Mm. But I think Kentucky is always good in the trenches. And we're, Kentucky is like got a question mark over their head right now. You don't really know what all they can do. All right, so Florida's favored by nine and a half, hands down, taking Kentucky. Taking Kentucky, hands down. I think this is going to be a closer game. I, I was saying take Florida – I was saying take Miami in the Florida-Miami prediction. 
I think Florida was favored by seven and a half in that ball game, and I didn't like that game right. uh, for Florida points wise. So I uh, I like Kentucky to cover in this one. You know, I, like by nine and a half. I think they'll hold. It. I think they'll hold it. I like Kentucky to cover too. I think Florida wins the ball game, but nine and a half to me is too much. Um, Florida lost Kadarius Tony and CJ Henderson. Henderson. Both of our number ones last week lost them both, and so Kentucky might try and attack. Um, that secondary quick, you know, they might try and get a, um, I think that's what Kentucky's going to do. They're going to try and look to run the ball, obviously with, um, this guy has the best name I've ever Kavosi smoke. Kavosi smoke is a good running. Um, yeah. 18 attempts for 170 yards and two touchdowns, 9.4 average for the year. So, is a good running back. However, the quarterback um, for Kentucky is a Pensacola native. Came out. That's right. Hey, so um, I'm going to be looking to uh, see Sawyer Smith. Sawyer Smith, yeah. Came from Troy, I believe. So that'll be interesting. Uh, 66% of people think Florida's going to win this ball game. So Kentucky's got 33%. I think Florida wins. I don't think they cover. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Sawyer Smith handles the uh, Todd Grantham's many this packages oh this will be the toughest defense he's faced in his collegiate career so far and that's the only reason why i think it would be a a blowout if if kentucky can't stop florida's offense if florida's offense gets rolling early and florida's defense is florida's defense i think florida could cover but kentucky beat him last year you got to give him some respect and you gotta you gotta Say they're two and zero. Florida's two and zero. You know anything can happen in college football, as we've seen time and time again. So I'm gonna go with the smart pick and take Kentucky to cover, but Florida's gonna win. I like Florida in this game too, going three and zero, and then they can come home and take on Tennessee. Um, so it should be a four and zero start for the Gators. It should be. We'll see how tonight's game goes. I am holding my breath. I do think Florida's feeling a little disrespected, um, although they played um, Tennessee Martin last week. I do think maybe there's a lot of criticism about the offense still and, you know, how Felipe Franks is. Even though Felipe Franks put up the best game um, quarterback rating-wise of any Florida football quarterback ever. Last but here's time. the deal. Felipe always plays good games against these cupcake teams like he should. But then in games where Florida is favored, he crumbles. I see him struggling in this ball game. I do. I'm not bought in on him. If he does struggle, um, they're going to go to the run game, and then we'll see how, how the offensive line does, how the new offensive line does. I don't think Florida's offensive line has performed um, terrible this year. I think they're young, and they have uh, a long way to go. But overall, um, I was – I was happy with their performance in the Miami game. They gave Felipe some time against a good Miami defense, and I was happy with them last week. So we'll see how it goes. I think I think um, Felipe's got to make some plays early, and I think the running backs and the line have to get some holes open early for the run game. If they can do that, I think Florida can run away with it. All right. All right. That's good on Florida. I'm excited to go to the game regardless. Uh, I've yeah, I'm, never been, I'm jealous that you're going to the game. I've never been to Kroger Stadium, um, Kroger Field, whatever whatever uh, these Wildcats call it up here. Um, yeah, I'm excited to go to the game. Um, West Virginia is playing um, NC State. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Uh, I don't know much about NC State, but I know West Virginia is not looking good this year. So I'm going to go NC State on that one. I don't even care about the spread. Oh, real quick, though, let's mention Iowa, Iowa State, because that's where game day is going to be. That was, I was going to mention that one next. Game day is going there. I actually saw a, it was kind of like an Onion article on the Iowa, Iowa State game day, and they were saying that they were moving the game day to the Clemson-Syracuse uh, game because there was absolutely nothing to do in Ames, Iowa. And I believed it for a second. And then I went back and I saw it said satire on it. So, yeah. Um, I'm sure the Cyclones are ready. Ready for the Hawkeyes. Uh, Hell yeah. Ever count Iowa State out, especially in a rivalry game. But I do like 
Um, I think it's uh, – I think it's um, – no, that's not Carson Stanley. What's what's uh, Iowa, Iowa's quarterback's name? Um, Do you oh, know? God. I'll, 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 I'm, look, I'm looking it up right now. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Something Stanley. It's like Nate Stanley. Stanley. Okay. Nate Stanley. Nate there Stanley. There you go. There's a Carson Stanley and Nate Stanley. So he can toss the ball, man. He he's uh, let's see. Last game. Last game against Rutgers, they shut him out. Thirty to nothing. Yeah, twenty-eight attempts, sixteen completions, two hundred thirty-six yards, three touchdowns. Only took one sack. And the way he threw the ball, Iowa runs the ball a lot. The way he threw the ball, he he throws dimes. So I'm interested to see that. But also, you got to think, you got Purdy on the other side, and he throws some good balls too. I don't know. Who do you have in this game? Hold on one sec. <laughs> I'm in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> If you're watching this on YouTube, you just got dick in the face. <laughs> oh man! Oh, so uh, I like Iowa State in this ball game, and, and Iowa's favored by one. Oh yeah, I like Iowa State in this ball game. Is this Thank the you. first Iowa State upset of the year? I wouldn't. Even, I don't even know if I consider it that much of an upset, though. Iowa's ranked. And they're the away team, and they're ranked, and they're favorite. I, it's not much of one. It's a rivalry game. But if Iowa State wins it, it's an upset. Iowa, the, I'm struggling here because Iowa always drops at least one game. That is true. Or a few. You think they're good, and they just drop. They're, they're good for a big win, though. They are. Is this the big win? Uh, this would be a good win. This would be a good win. Yeah, I think it'll be a big win for them. I think it's a big win for their 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 team. I'm going to Iowa State too. I think Iowa, Iowa State, State wins this ball game. Iowa, I think it'll cover. Uh, I think that Iowa State will be ranked after this game. I, think, I, I like I, I like the Cyclones. I'm with you. I like the cyclone. Like cyclone eh, like a cyclone. Like a cyclone. Johnny got lips and Johnny got class. Rare, 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 rare. I do want to mention this one game before we log off. Uh, Ohio State is going into Indiana. And yeah, on, on paper, that may not seem like the sexiest game. I, uh, Ohio State is favored by 17 and a half. But I think that Indiana has the has the ability to keep the game close. I do. Now, this is I a different don't. Ohio State team. I think Ohio State really can run the ball effectively. Uh, they got the weapon out of Justin Fields on that team. All I'm saying is that Indiana has the ability to possibly keep this game interesting. I think it's interesting, but um, Justin Fields is a highly tuned athletic machine. I think Ohio State's a really good team this year. You got to worry about uh, J.K. Dobbins. Ha ha. And then you got to worry about Justin Fields both running the ball, and then you got to worry about Justin Fields passing the ball. He's uh, way, way improved since he's been at Georgia with his arm. And well, yeah, he's no longer a true freshman. With he has a little bit of experience under his belt, and also one like I still am not really understanding exactly how he earned his red shirt. But hey, take the red shirt while you can, man. Thank you. Uh, uh, I I I really like um, Ohio State to win this ball game. Don't get me wrong, and they might and. Will they cover? You know what? I think they'll pull away in the fourth quarter. We, we saw that last year as well. But at Indiana, I think it has the ability to be closer. But I think it's going to be a game where it'll be close, and then Ohio State's going to pull away. I think, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right on that one. All right. Are you ready for the uh, fire round? No spread. Straight up picks. Let's do it. All right. We're looking at Kansas State at Mississippi State noon. High noon. High noon ball game. I like Mississippi State in this ball game. All right, I like Kansas State in this ball game. I don't think Mississippi State's done that well this season. All right, moving on to the next one. We got Arizona State at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's they're looking okay to start the year. They're ranked. I, I like Michigan State in this one. I'll also take Michigan State in this one. For the same reason they got a good defense. Although those uniforms yesterday were a. Tr- 
or yesterday, last week were atrocious. Never wear highlighter green pants ever again. They're just not a good look. Like, that's just a bad look. Whoever made those jerseys and whoever approved them, that's not a good look. Very, very bad. Very bad stuff. All right, Clemson at Syracuse. We didn't talk about Clemson at Syracuse. Actually, we can – do you want to take a second about that? Yeah, I'll I'll take a second. I mean, Syracuse, I was was shocked. I thought Maryland was going to win that ball game. I think we – I think – a few of us said that. I think you and I both said that Maryland was going to win. Joe, Joey's like, no, Syracuse is going to win. Yeah. But, no, not at all. Uh, so, Syracuse is going to lose this ball game. although they have upset Clemson in the past. Clemson did go on to win. Did they go on to win national championship out of it, or did they lose? I think they lost to Alabama. I think they lost to Alabama in the, in the semifinal, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But I, I like Clemson to win this ball game. It's at Syracuse, though. If Syracuse had one last week. That's where game day would be, but that's just not the case. So I do like uh, Clemson to win this ball game. In fact, I don't even know what the spread is, but um, I, I just don't think Syracuse is strong enough to compete against a team like Clemson. Let alone, they, I mean, we saw how they did against Maryland, and we have yet to see how Maryland's going to pan out. I think we all know that Clemson is a team that has that can go the distance. So I, I like Clemson to win this game. I like Clemson to win this game as well, but um, the spread is 27 and a half and I think Syracuse covers that I think it's a closer ball game I think Clemson is still working on its offense a little bit and um, they're not putting up as many points as they did last year and last week Kellen Mond did not have a great performance against Clemson and the game was still relatively close um Mm. Very disappointed in that game. Um, we also didn't get to talk about last week LSU and Texas, and and that the both both good games. Uh, LSU Texas was amazing, but the Clemson Texas A and M game, for the most part, to me, like to me, it was it was wasn't boring to watch. It was boring, but yeah. I was watching other games though. I was watching the USF and and um, I don't remember who they're. I was watching. I was watching my not Miami. I was watching Army Michigan. I was watching Army Michigan very and very disappointed how, at how that went. Army had it in the bag at least two or three times. They blew that one. And Michigan, you came away with it. What can I say? All right. I don't know. Any, any other games that we want to talk about real quick before we log off? Let our fans enjoy their college football. Yeah, enjoy your college football. And then next week you have a bunch of good games coming up. Um, you know what? Uh no, I think Oklahoma's going to put the whoop down on UCLA. UCLA looks absolutely oh, yeah. garbage. <laughs> Texas Tech at Arizona, that's your your two, you know, power five teams. So, come off on that. I think Texas Tech gets the win. I don't think Kevin Sumlin is looking pretty good. But I do want to quickly – I want to quick, quickly mention Georgia's taking on Arkansas State. This is the first game back for – Blake Anderson, the head coach of Arkansas State, whose wife recently died of breast cancer. And Georgia's doing a really classy thing where they're encouraging their fans to pink out the ball game for breast cancer awareness. So that's awesome that Georgia's doing that. Uh, but also Georgia will put the whooping on Arkansas State. Nonetheless, Blake Anderson doing an interview with Paul Feinbaum, he did say, yeah, uh, it does kind of – it kind of stinks. I'm making my return to the team against Georgia. But yet at the same time, I, did, I just knew it was time to come back. Uh, and then you look at the other – then you look at Notre Dame because Notre Dame and Georgia are meeting up next week. Notre Dame is taking on New Mexico State. Should be an easy one for Notre Dame. And as a matter of fact, the head coach at New Mexico used to be the head coach at Notre Dame where he did a bad job. In fact, Bob Davey was the head coach at Notre Dame formerly, and they had signs that would say, Dump Davey. And that's how Notre Dame felt about him. And he's returning back to South Bend today. So – uh, th- these two games should be good tune-up games because next week you got to believe that game day is going to be in Athens, Georgia for that Notre Dame-Georgia game. And you got to know there's a whole bunch of Georgia fans who got the memo last minute about the pink, and they're like, what? I ain't never worn pink in my life. I ain't started today. But very, very classy move. I do agree with everything you said. Tune-up game and all. And very, very heartwarming story about um, – about what Georgia's doing for the Arkansas State head coach. It's, so. it's nice to see. College football is not all violence and no. hard hits. It's, it's sometimes emotional. And you have a couple good stories like that, like, like with uh, South Carolina's quarterback and his brother and how he's wearing his number this week. And 
So very, uh, very good week for the heart if you're a college football fan. And uh, good podcast, Davis. Thanks for joining early this morning. I'll get this up. And uh, share it and like us at um, Higher Frequency Podcast Network on Spotify and on SoundCloud. Donate to our Patreon. Um, and usually feed I do us. this. Yeah, yeah, feed us. Um, usually I do a game of the week. Um, I do a NCAA 19 or, or a Madden 19 NCAA mod. But this week I was traveling, couldn't get it done. I had a lot of stuff in school going on. So you can find us on Twitch at Functional Alcoholics. And I think we've been trying to switch over to Functional Alcoholics, but um, still everything's remaining higher frequency podcast network for now. But until then, I'll see you next week. Thanks. Go enjoy your show. And, uh, I will. And bring, bring uh, some of the wise podcast words over there. Tune in to Sports Call with Davis and Justin, ESPN Pensacola. There you go. I tuned in last week. You guys, you guys had a good show. Dude, we're going to have a quick 30-minute show today. It'll be fun, though. That will be fun. Yep. Is it, is it because of the, the slate of games you got going on? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Enjoy your Saturday. Have fun. You as well. All right. Take it easy, everybody. See ya.